You're listening to Clean Beauty Scene, episode 35, Decluttering Strategies to Help You Alleviate Stress, Anxiety, and Overwhelm, which has an immense impact on your overall well-being with Lisa Zerotny, founder of Positively Productive Systems. Welcome to Clean Beauty Scene, the podcast for clean beauty, eco-friendly living, and wellness. I'm your host, Kelly Bonanno, eco-wellness coach and mom to two teenage boys. If you want a green beauty routine but find clean beauty and eco-living overwhelming and confusing, I get it. I've been there. So join me each week as we clear the confusion and cover all the latest to help you go green without giving up glamour or going eco-free-go. Now talk clean to me, baby. Hello, Savvy Beauties. Welcome to Clean Beauty Scene. I'm your host, Kelly Bonanno, eco-friendly lifestyle and wellness coach. Thank you for joining me this week. Great topic. You are going to love it. It's one of my favorite things, getting you know decluttered and organizing. It is literally one of my favorite things because for many reasons. And you're going to love this conversation today with my guest, Lisa Zerotny. She's an expert when it comes to this topic. And what you hear in our conversation really might surprise you decluttering not just your space but even you know we have so much technology now your emails she gives us some excellent tips and we talk about how it impacts so many areas of your life you know a cluttered space leads to a cluttered mind so you know you get this mental clarity and there's a huge eco-friendly aspect to it that we'll talk about because too much stuff is not very eco it's rather ironic and timely as I'm editing this podcast and getting it ready for air, this weekend I'm spending most of my time totally rearranging my room and my office. So lots of decluttering and organizing, and I just love it. You know, I love to change furniture around and switch things up because of, yes, the decluttering and organizing aspect, but also you get a fresh perspective. It gives your mind a little shift. The beauty of our conversation and the tips that Lisa gives us is it really has a huge impact on your stress and anxiety levels and it helps alleviate overwhelm and something that I know is really important to most of you maybe even all of you is it saves you time you know a lot of my clients a lot of people in my Facebook group one thing I hear a lot is you don't have time for certain things taking care of yourself looking into meal planning or eating healthier, exercising. Take some notes because a lot of what we talk about is going to help you with time management. One of the things she talks about, you might hear a lot about time blocking. Lisa has what she calls is flex blocking. And I love this strategy. It speaks to me much better than time blocking. And I bet you will love it too. Quickly though, before we get to the interview, just want to remind you that enrollment is open for my program. The Body Harmony Method. Details are in the show notes. There's a link there so you can get all the details. But if you are, you know, a busy woman, a busy mom who is sick of trying diet after diet, losing and gaining the same 10 pounds or 20 pounds or more, or you've gained the quarantine 15, this program is designed exactly for you. And if you're someone who doesn't want restriction and calorie counting and you just want freedom, freedom from the dieting, and the diet mentality, that is what my program helps you do. We get your body into fat burning with balanced nutrition and no restriction. I don't believe in restriction. That is the main reason why most diets fail. So my, my philosophy is, you know, you can get to your ideal weight, fit back into those clothes that you, you know, are sitting in your closet that you long to wear again, but without giving up some of your favorite foods like wine, chocolate, whatever it might be. And speaking of saving time, this program will save you time. It will fast track you to release that unwanted weight. And another thing, you will find so much more energy. You know, it breaks my heart to hear women who are, you know, over 40 and they're just so fatigued and lacking energy. We're going to fix all of that. You're going to have so much more energy. It's going to be amazing and you will be sleeping better. I am confident this will help you. This is your solution. Even if you've tried a zillion other things. <laughs> Actually, especially if you've tried a zillion other things. Believe me, I have been there. Learn from, from my, my research and my years of trial and error. You know, I have been in the health and, and green living space for over a decade, educating and writing on this. And 
I'm just so grateful that I figured it out and that I can help people in this way. So check the link in the show notes. And you know, if you have any questions, you can always book a call for me to find out if the program is a good fit for you because it's it's certainly not for everyone. And if you want to work with me you know, more closely, there's an option for that as well. There's two options. You can do the self-study or the, the next level where you get the program and three months of private coaching with me as well. So check the link in the show notes. I would love to have you join us. I really just, it's my passion to help women like you end the struggle. It makes me sad to to see women struggling with this. And I get it because I struggled for many years. I just don't want you to struggle anymore. I have a solution for you. I would love to help you. And now I am excited to bring you my interview with Lisa Zarotny. She is the founder of Positively Productive Systems and the host of the Positively Living Podcast, which you guys is a fantastic podcast. Definitely check it out. We will link to that in the show notes as well. As a certified stress management and productivity coach, Lisa shares the powerful healing of simplicity, self-care, and structure. Lisa became a speaker, workshop facilitator, and coach after a deeply overwhelming time in her life, juggling multiple roles as a caregiver, wife, mother, and business owner. She is now on a mission to help multi-passionate entrepreneurs and multitasking caregivers make space for what matters in their life by teaching value-based decluttering, and customized systems and habits design. Well, hello, Lisa. Welcome to Clean Beauty Scene, finally. (laughs) Hi, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. I am so thrilled to have you on the show. I mean, we've been wanting to to collaborate on something for so long now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Since way before podcasts of, for either of us. <laughs> yeah, way before the pandemic, everything. <laughs> In fact, my conversation with you was one of the last normal conversations I had. I'll never forget. It was like the day they declared it a pandemic. It was that morning. And yeah. I think it was that, or that, well, that week, it might've been the day before when we were talking about we had our call and we were talking about it. And I remember like that week was whoop, just everything hit the fan. <laughs> yeah. I, Cause I think we were planning to, you know, what we wanted to do in the future. And, and, and cause we had been talking about different kinds of speaking opportunities that, that we both had and, and whoa, things just, yeah, turned on a dime there. And bringing each other into our communities and, you know, you teaching all of your expertise to, to, to my people and which I love what you do. I mean, I, I'm a closeted, you know, organizer. (laughs) (laughs) It's my, it's, it's like a passion of mine. And I just love how good you are at it. And, you know, it's interesting. I was one of your podcasts, it was with James Lott. Mm -hmm. So I resonated so much when he was saying that, you know, he wasn't feeling good and then he just changed his life and he was thinking about what he likes. And he likes, when he was saying, I like filing and systems and things like that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I do too. (laughs) Yeah. I never forget like years ago when I first started working at Nordstrom and I, I mean, I was like 20 and, you know, didn't, I was in men's suits department organizing pant sizes. And I oddly liked that. And I remember thinking, what's wrong with me? (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny. I I feel like society in general is like, if you like to organize, that's a little strange. But uh, there are many of us out there who've who've done this as a career. And James is one of the best. I'm so glad what he said resonated. What I loved about that was this idea of saying, what do you love? Embrace that. Go with that. Find find the good and follow that and and do it unabashedly. So good for you for for loving loving organizing. Let's get you out of out of the closet or working in the closet. Whichever. I'm actually not even in the closet anywhere. Yeah, I, I'm obsessed with it. And it's interesting the correlation with our well being. That's what mm-hmm. I think people don't realize is. A cluttered space is a cluttered mind, and it really does, it weighs you down. It, it does. 
Yeah, it, it there's this connection, the you know, and the outer and the inner, the inside and the out. And one of the things that I do, one of the things that I say is we talk about decluttering our lives inside and out. And that's why the clutter that you see around you can be a manifestation, a representation of what you're feeling inside. And when you are feeling cluttered inside, and we can get into what that actually means, then you are also likely going to see that manifestation in in your physical world as well. You're absolutely right. Yes. I'd love to dive into that, the manifestation, if you could enlighten, enlighten us more on that. So the idea first being is what is clutter? And one of my favorite quotes from Peter Walsh is that clutter is you know, not just the stuff on the floor, but anything that gets in between you and the life you want to live. So when you start to think about stress, and, and this is what I love about what you do and, and where there's so much overlap is that we are both helping others do things that will reduce stress and increase wellness but in just different ways. And the stress part of it, especially we saw this year, we have had a year, like a year with a capital Y. <laughs> and it, there's yeah. been so much stress across the board. And sometimes we know it, sometimes it's obvious, sometimes we acknowledge it. And other times we go about our business and it's just underneath you know, pulling from us. I, I call it like when you have something on your phone that you're not using and it's draining the battery and you don't realize it. And that is a form of clutter, the information that we have been absorbing from everything from the pandemic to even uh, in the United States, the election this year, everything that's coming in at us, information overload is a form of clutter. You know, obviously the physical things on, on the floor that you're walking around and the, the, the clothing that is coming out, you know, over overfilling the closets and the drawers, that's clutter as well. But but I want you to think in terms of clutter being what's getting in the way of your life. So yeah, it could be tasks and to-dos, it could be digital files, and it can be information that's coming in at us. So when we think about clutter in those terms, now you can start to see the correlation of when we simplify life, how much calmer and how much less stress we have. Exactly. And that's, that's the key word there. And you obviously are a stress management um, expert. And it makes sense. I think that the other thing is this technology in this age we're living in, like our moms didn't have to really deal with that aspect of it. That has a whole other layer. Like, I love what you're saying. It, forget about the clutter on the, on the floor in your closet in your kitchen. Email boxes. I know that can drive people crazy. And you know that 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 goal to have inbox zero. Yes. And even that is just clutter in your inbox creates clutter in your mind. Well, exactly because that kind of clutter and and especially when you're talking about something like email, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's something that I refer to as like passive clutter where it's coming at you. You're not even controlling it in a way. You do maybe to begin with, because of course, we want to have the discounts. We want to be informed. So we'll sign up and we'll subscribe and we will allow you know the exchange of our email for whatever information or opportunity will come at us. But then you know, obviously the people that want to reach us, whether it's personal or professional, they're, they're trying to get a message to us. And then of course, when it comes to businesses and marketing, they're really pushing it and we have to make a choice. So I encourage, you know, turning off notifications and I encourage really taking a long, hard look at what you have subscribed to and why. And again, this goes back to how you want to live, which is the place I think that we overlap so much in what we do is that purpose-filled living. Absolutely. And the stress that it all causes is going to show up somewhere. Yes. I mean, stress manifests and it shoots down like that pain you're having in your back, that 
is the, there's a source of stress somewhere. It's not necessarily, you know, that you worked out too hard, <laughs> maybe <laughs> a little combination, but it's, I remember when I had TMJ really, really bad, a few, uh, gosh, it's now 10 years ago, it was stress and I knew it and I, I didn't know it until after the fact, but you, know, you just kind of go along life thinking, oh, I'm handling it. And then it's going to show up somewhere. And it does have to come out somewhere. You're absolutely right. And so it will, again, so that's an example of where that input, you know, and the, and the overwhelm is going to manifest somehow. And in your case, it came out as physical pain. Exactly. And the email, that's a good, and I've been trying to do this, being a little more selective of who you subscribe to and yeah, being kind of ruthless about it really. Yeah, I, I've said that a lot lately. I've used that word in, in being ruthless regarding what serves us. And this is where it's okay to be selfish. It's actually it's better than okay. It's encouraged because we need to protect ourselves. And the toxicity, again, here's the overlap in what we do, of the toxicity of the world, of information that's coming at us, uh, you know, even not even as obvious as hate speech, but just simply the overwhelm of you need to know all these things, or you should be doing these things, or this maybe from advertising is how you're not good enough. You know what I mean? All of these messages that come flooding at us, we need to sift and filter through. We need to block ourselves from in the same way that you help us with toxins that we find, you know, in every, every part of how we live, you know? Exactly. And like with regard to email, what is something that, that people can do to, cause it's a little bit, like you said, it's, it's hard to man. I mean, it's hard to manage. It's not, it is sort of out of your control. It's, it's like, it's like, I like that you said passive. <laughs> it's yeah. passive. Yeah. Um, do you have a tip for people? Because I think that's one thing that I hear a lot. That Absolutely. I have a few, but let's keep it really simple. And so yeah. I think that's one of the things. And one of the things I love about what you do as well is that it doesn't all have to be done at once. And I think that's what keeps us from making these changes is feeling like we have to clear it all out and 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 so, you know, you mentioned the inbox zero thing, and and I love that that's a challenge for people, but most of us feel way too overwhelmed to consider that. So the first step, of course, is thinking, okay, let me take a look at what's coming in and see if there's anything obvious. And this is a classic decluttering move anywhere you go. It's referred to in professional organizing as low-hanging fruit, right? The easy mm -hmm. pickings. If you go, wait, Barnes and Noble, I never go there anymore. No offense to Barnes and Noble, love my books, but I was just using that as an example. You know, it comes up and you're like, I never shop there anymore. We've outgrown that. Or here's a great example. You know, when my children got older and I'm receiving something from Babies Are Us, you know what I mean? It was like, why do I have that coming in my inbox? Look, look immediately for the obvious, easy, low-hanging fruit. And, and now anymore, uh, especially if you work in Gmail like I do, and that's fairly common, but most email systems have a fairly easy way to unsubscribe right from the top, but at the very least, in that moment, scroll down to the bottom, hit unsubscribe, and delete the email. And if you are concerned about the information, I would highly recommend something like Evernote or OneNote or even notes on your phone. Have a note about certain stores or information or potential discounts or, or things that you need to know, information that you want to capture, but it doesn't have to be by staying on their email list, if that makes sense. Yes, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. That's a great tip. And using those folders in mm -hmm. I think most email systems have that now. Yes, filtering. And that's a great, yeah. uh, great suggestion because like I have someone that I keep in touch with who will frequently have exercise classes and I don't want to block the emails from coming in, but most of the time I'm not available for them. So I have them filtered to a special folder. And I think that idea, I, I want to reframe it so we understand what it is. It's receiving information on your terms. Ah. Oh, I like that. 
Yeah. That's the key is that you, it's, we change it from being passive where it's all coming in at us and it's flooding us to saying, fine, it can come in because I, I don't want to unsubscribe, but I want to pick the time in which I go look at it and I want to see see the information when I'm ready and not because the notification pinged and my brain went, ooh, (laughs) (laughs) squirrel. Because we all know that, right? I mean, and I do it too. Everything that I describe here, I'm raising both hands. I've done it. (laughs) And it's what our brain wants, right? I mean, dopamine rush as soon as you see a notification or for me, I'm like, I have to clean it out. So when you can shift it and move it, put it in a folder, filter it to go right there and then choose your time. And then that's another tip too, is choosing the time in which you look at your email. Oh yeah. And I, and sometimes that's, I'm so guilty of that. I'll want to just do it to get it off my plate. But then yes. I'm like, oh, this isn't my, my, my email checking and responding time though. And yeah, that's now when you say filter the email, mm-hmm. it's, Literally, there's a way to do it in most emails where the email goes to a folder automatically. And so that's right. Yeah. You can use keywords uh, either in the recipient, you know, so it's from a specific recipient or keywords that you might find in the subject line that probably wouldn't be as specific. Uh, You'd probably want to go recipient based, but you can use whatever keywords you want to say, okay, this is going to go into my uh, fitness class folder. And there it goes and it goes right into the folder. And then you should be able to see once they go in, the the folder will have like the, the words will be bolded or there'll be some kind of indication that there are unread messages in there. But it keeps it from cluttering up the the inbox itself, which I think that that's a great case of reducing stress. And here's why everything that comes in, you know, in terms of messages triggers your brain to say, I have work that needs to be done. I have tasks that are unfinished. And every time that happens, it raises our stress levels. And what I mean by that is our distress levels, to be very clear. The kind that if it happens over and over and over again, becomes chronic stress. And that's the thing that you and I are are working so hard to help people reduce. Exactly. And I imagine each separate email account has a way to do that, like Gmail and Yahoo. Yeah, I'm thinking so. I know Gmail the best, but there are many different ways that that you're able to filter messages in some way or or sift through them. Uh, So I I, I would have to guess that that would be the case uh, in in almost all of them now. And mostly because I think that the the public demands that kind of flexibility and, you know, control. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like, Google it. (laughs) Learn how to do it. I think that's a fantastic tip. And the other thing I love about being a little more organized and and streamlining is it really saves you time and people don't realize they think it's the opposite. Oh, I don't have time to be organized or organize that or what have you. Cause one thing I hear from pretty much everyone is, Oh, I don't have time. And, you know, for well being or, or, Oh gosh, you know, clean beauty, uh, transitioning to cleaner beauty. I I don't have time to figure that out. Oh, uh, you know, diet, losing weight. I don't have time. It's like, Okay, it takes just as much time to eat badly as it does to eat well, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and okay, it might take a little more time to figure out what and how and how your body responds, but the time issue, and I'd love for you to give, give us some tips on how to streamline it a little bit so it can be assimilated a little more into lifestyle so it doesn't come across as this overwhelming time consuming um, you know, (laughs) issue. Yeah. It doesn't feel like this big thing. And I think we're going back to what we talked about with the email. Again, uh, these approaches can be applied in, in so many areas of our life. If you take it and you repeat the concept where you say, okay, I don't have to do it all at once. And I, I think that's a message that you bring forth so much. And I really appreciate it. And it's the same thing with this. 
you don't have the time because you somehow are thinking it's going to take so much. So the first thing is becoming aware of how long something actually takes. And you said it yourself, you're like, um, we were talking earlier and you were like, it's just as easy and it's just <laughs> as quick to eat a hard boiled egg as it is to eat a cinnamon roll, you know, and yeah. It's it's the idea of of being very clear on what it actually takes. Our brains love to protect us. And you know, my brain is always going, Lisa, that seems really difficult. Are you sure you want to do that? You know. So we have to train our brains to understand that a task that we're about to do is not going to take that long. And one of my favorite tips is actually to time the things that you're doing. Say, I don't know that I have time for a walk around the block. Well, did you time it? Do you know, or are you just thinking you don't have the time? That's, that's one technique that works. The other is the idea that in order to achieve something that you want, whether it is cleaner living or just simply being more organized, reducing your stress, whatever it is that we're trying to achieve here. Um, I love the phrase, is it that you don't have time or is it that you aren't prioritizing it, that you don't value it. And I mean, that may be an extreme statement to, stay, to say, that was easy for me to say, <laughs> it may be an extreme statement. However, it's enough to make you think where you're like, well, do I prioritize it? Do I value it? Well, I do. Is there a but in there? You know, start to think about what it means to you because there are ways that you can start to do simple swaps. It's again, it's where you find things where it's like, well, it takes the same time to do this versus that, or you do. Uh, and, and my other favorite thing is that most of the time we can make great strides by subtracting, not adding. And that's one of my like overall life advice <laughs> um, approaches. Like if someone's like, okay, Lisa, you have 30 seconds. What are you going to tell me? I'm like, if things are overwhelming and they're not adding up, subtract. <laughs> and that's where the decluttering comes in. That's where the simplifying comes in. What's something that you can simply take away or if take away feels too strong, because I know when we're decluttering, we're like, oh, don't take that away. What's, where can you make space in your life? And then you start to make the choices. Well, where could I, you know, shave off some time? Am I mindlessly scrolling? Am I saying yes too much to other people because I want to help, which is a beautiful thing. And I want to be liked, don't we all? But are there ways where you can set more boundaries and, and shave off some time on some things that you're doing to add in the things that you want. Exactly. Making space. Yeah. Making you, space. And it really is. It's just energetically making space and the universe will bring what you really want when you're making space. If there's no space for it, it's not going to come in. Absolutely. You are, you're preparing your space in whatever capacity. If you know, and, and you can think about this uh, physically and mentally on your calendar, it's like if, if there's something that you want to do and you are not leaving space for it on your calendar, how will it ever come to fruition? Exactly. Yes. I mean, that my podcast is a great example of that. I wanted <laughs> to do it for so long. And when I finally made the decision and made the space, well, here it is. <laughs> I'm actually managing to get an episode out every Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. And again, because that's what you're prioritizing. And perhaps at the time there was something else or there was something else blocking us. And it's kind of, it's, it's both of those. This all plays together. Sometimes we are, you know, feeling that our attention needs to be elsewhere and we have to make some decisions. Does it really need to be? Did it need to be at the time? Could it change now? You know, there's some of that. And then sometimes there's just the block of perception. Like, can I really do that? Can I can remember starting my podcast and thinking, am I going to be able to come up with topics every week? By the way, the answer is easily. <laughs> but at first, you know, we do, we have that trepidation and that fear and that uncertainty. And even in everyday life, as I said, our brains love to be like, are you sure? Because that sounds difficult. <laughs> and we have to say, no, I, I am sure, you know, and that's where you really get clear on your values and, and what you want to do. 
So if, if something is important to you or you can, you can see the correlation to your wellness and, you know, how much impact it will have, you can find a way and again, start small. Exactly. And it goes back to like, what you're saying is really checking in on your priorities. If something's as important to you, you're going to make it happen. If someone is important to you, you're going to make room for them in your life and, and yeah. see them. You have to really check in with your priorities. And I always say when people, you know, working with, with wellness clients on a scale of one to 10, you need to be at least at a seven in, in wanting to really achieve your health or weight loss goals or whatever it might be, because otherwise you don't want it bad enough. It's you got your why has to be big enough in certain areas. Yeah, I love that saying and and understanding your why. I mean, that's that's my favorite thing. I love Simon Sinek and start with why, you know, yeah. when, it, when it comes to the business approach. But I think that's a life approach because when we understand why we're doing things and then we get clear on what it takes, what's involved, how you can start. And I'll tell you, my path to clean living, first of all, is still one that I am on and I'm doing highly imperfectly, but I've come so far because I took one step and then the next step and the next step. So now we're getting into the aspect of not only simplifying subtracting the excess, making the space, but then taking the small steps. And that's habit formation. You have to give yourself the chance and the self-compassion and the encouragement to take those steps, little steps and stumble and keep going and keep trying and, and tweak them as needed, depending upon not only how you want to live, but what works best for you. And that's part of what I coach is, is understanding what the, the best habit would be for you with regard to specific goals. Right. And I, that's why I love your approach because that one step at a time, baby steps, small steps, that's how you really implement it into your lifestyle. And it becomes yeah. certain things will come become like brushing your teeth. You know, nobody thinks about that and you just do it. <laughs> exactly. And you can use that, by the way, here's a productivity tip. I call them, uh, you know, anchoring habits. You don't think about brushing your teeth. So it's right there and you do it. If there's something else that you want to do, a habit that you want to create, do it alongside that habit that you're already doing automatically, which is why it's a habit because <laughs> it's automatic. Ooh, that's a great tip. Exactly. Then it, it'll get moved. It'll slip in there kind of more naturally. <laughs> well, exactly. Because it's, it's side by side. So are you using something that's already anchored into your routine mm -hmm. and, and it also go visual too. I mean, whatever it is that you want to achieve, let's say it's skin brushing or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Make sure you have the brush in the bathroom, you set it out near your toothbrush somehow, you know, or, or another trick is if there's something that you want to do and you want to anchor it to something that you're already doing, but visually it's hard to keep the, the items near each other. You could put a post-it note next to your toothpaste. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Right. With, it's funny you mentioned skin brushing. I I've done it off and on and off throughout the years. I've known about how great it is. I, I mm -hmm. recommend it to clients. I, I doubled down and I got really really good about it as since the pan a little before the pandemic, but then definitely I just put it in my shower. So then there you go. Shower. I do it right before. Um, and so, yeah, hopefully I'm showering regularly and doing it regularly. <laughs> Maybe not showering as much during the pandemic, but <laughs> oh, I'll admit it. <laughs> and that's why we love podcasting. <laughs> But that's a great idea. Yeah. And it makes it easy. And that's another good tip for habit development is when there's something that you want to achieve, make it easy for yourself. Exactly. And like, like you had mentioned what I say about the clean beauty and eco living one at a time, mm -hmm. no need for this, you know, overhaul, just you're running out of a, a toxic lipstick transition to a non-toxic lipstick. And yeah. then pretty soon, yeah, it certainly didn't happen all at once for me. And, and pretty soon you'll, you'll be living much cleaner and reducing that toxic load. And I also love how from a sustainable point of view, as you know, living a little more simply and the productivity 
decluttering. It it relates to to an eco-friendly lifestyle because less clutter is better for the planet and better for your space. That that reuse, upcycle, reduce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's oh, really yeah. There's, there's there's definitely an, an eco correlation here. Yeah, I mean, you were when you reduce what you have, you are inherently reducing your waste. So right there is a very obvious thing. And as you said, when you are uh, upcycling, recycling, uh, and you know, so much of that comes from again, it's this holistic view of of simplifying and appreciating what you have, and and that's where I also bring gratitude into the mix. Is that now you're you're elevating what's already there. And instead of constantly searching for more and trying to add on and constantly going with the, well, now I need this. And that's what I love about what you teach in the idea of eco-living and and simplicity inherent within it is that I don't need a bajillion beauty products. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I love the efficiency in that. Uh, and it it saves me time because I'm not using as many. It saves me space uh, because I don't have to store as much. And I, I don't have to think about it as much too. So it saves me brain space. Exactly. And that brain space is golden. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's what is just fascinating to me. And it's when you're mo- like what, what I said at the kind of the very beginning is a cluttered mind, a cluttered space creates a cluttered mind and a cluttered mind will cause stress. I remember before even like I even made the connection before I was a wellness coach, before I understood, I always liked being organized, but I remember thinking like I'd be sitting in either my office or the editing bay at CBS when when I worked at CBS, the the TV network. And I, why, why is it stressing me out that my closet's a mess? (laughs) Not even at home. You know, it's like, oh, it's just, it weighs on your brain. Yes, it does. And it's the yeah, it's the unfinished task thing that we talked about before is that it represents something that you still need to do. And I'll tell you, those unfinished task loops, your brain will not let up about it. It will nag you like my children do when when they want something. <laughs> yep. And do you recommend I'm trying to implement it? Like mm-hmm. very more structured, a little more when I say structure, I don't mean that like <laughs> in a stressful way, but sort of like time blocking and having designated times of designated days and designated times of the day. So you can kind of end that loop. Yes. So there's a couple things in there. And that's a great question because sometimes when we talk about structure and time blocking and things like that, it immediately can feel like uh, limiting to us, right? Because the minute you talk about structure, you're like, what do you mean? Are there rules involved? Like, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> so it, it's it's like understanding that parameters, boundaries, structure can actually create a lot more flexibility and a lot more of that brain space that we're talking about. And here's why. There's a certain aspect of mindfulness when we are you know, doing tasks and that we're in the moment. And when we don't have structure involved, we're not sure what we're working on at the moment, what we're doing, it's even easier for us to have those squirrel kind of moments and, oh, bing, oh, my email notification just went off. And so then we're getting in the habit of it's not multitasking. People love to talk about that. That's debunked. That's not a that's not a thing. It doesn't work. That's called task switching. And you lose momentum and time and energy every single time you do it. And I forget the the percentage, but it's crazy how much we lose. I calculated it one time. I'll I'll try to find it, let you know. <laughs> uh, but it's amazing how much we lose by switching a task and then trying to go back to it. So what you're talking about in terms of time blocking, I actually created something that I call flex blocking because you time block, but it doesn't have to be like, you know, 
laying down the law, like you have to do something at a certain time. However, if you block, have a time block, if you will, where you're doing something, that allows you to batch process things together so that you're staying focused on something similar. You're using a similar kind of energy and you're not as inclined to task switch. And then you're, so you're not losing. It's kind of like, you know, having the heat cranked up and then, and then opening the door constantly, right? You you tell people when you're, when you're baking something in the oven, don't you check through the window, do not (laughs) open the door because you're losing heat. Well, task switching is, is the same problem. So if you have a block of time that you're dedicating to something, you can batch it together. You have a ton more efficiency. So that's Absolutely. why I, recommend I love that concept. And what, what did you call it again? Flex? I called it flex blocking. And flex here's blocking. the distinction. It's not that you're necessarily going to do your podcasts from nine to 12 on a, on a Friday, but that you have that amount of time that you're going to be working on podcasts. And maybe most times it will be that then on a Friday, but if you have to on a certain week, change it to Thursday because there's some other priority that comes up for you, then you're able to do that. So it's kind of like taking pieces of a puzzle and then moving them around, but you're still keeping like with like, which is an organizer concept as well, you know, uh, so that you're, you're doing it as efficiently as possible. Well, that really resonates with me because (laughs) And, and yeah, because life does come up, especially since a lot of us are moms, we have kids, you know, yes. all of a sudden, oh, well, now my my son, well, hey, mom, every Thursday, I mean, every Monday through Thursday, I now have lacrosse practice at 4.30. <laughs> like, whoa, okay, now I got to adjust things. Then with the time change, oh, now it's at 3.30. So you kind of have to roll with the punches without it yes. derailing you and stressing you out. And going back to the time saver. You guys listen up. Those of you who are, you know, feel you don't have time. That is a huge time saver because like you had said, it, it derails you and, and, and that, that task switching. And for, for you and I, I mean, we're entrepreneurs and it's really important for, especially working at home, but a lot of people are working at home now and they're probably experiencing what you and I have experienced from, from, from years of working at home is you're sitting at your desk, you're writing, you're whatever it is you're doing. Oh, but there's laundry that needs to be done and the dishes need to be done and really focusing on. And so maybe someone who is, is still maybe not working at home, it can be assimilated into any area of your life. And that I think will help the flow of your, just your day to day. So like laundry day or a, a, a time for dishes, a time for dusting, that that kind of just, even just taking care of your personal, uh, you know, your household stuff. And I like to tell people with personal care and beauty, you know, just Monday, Wednesday, Friday, do your microcurrent. Tuesday, Thursday, do your gua sha. Just sort of having little times. And, and, and again, with the flexibility, mm-hmm. kind of, just designate general areas of the day and the week. It's, it's, it, it's amazing. Like for me, I have my work, like a certain workout I do, you know, with like, you know, my weights and stuff. I just designate those days. So I'm like, okay, it, it's Wednesday. And so it's not, it's not a negotiable. It's not like, Ooh, should I do yoga? Should I walk? Should I, you know, it's like, Oh, today is my, my, my weightlifting day. You right. know what I'm and- saying? It's, Right. And, and you just also took away all these micro decisions, which can, which the decision fatigue is another problem that slows us down. And when you're like, no, there's really no decision Thursdays. I work on my podcast. That's when I do my interviews. That's when I have my guests come in and record with me. That's when I work on content related to it. So Thursday's my podcast day. Now, will it vary from time to time? Will other things sneak in there? Absolutely. Yeah. But I know that that's when it happens. Right. And what you're talking about, like trying to balance, you know, work and home life. And, and especially if you are an entrepreneur or, or you're working from home, you're telecommuting. Now, in the case of being an employee, you're expected to be at your desk and, and there's certain things that need to be done. But 
it is that understanding, even when you're an entrepreneur, that there are specific breaks, there's a specific time when you finish, and then you move on to the other tasks. And I think there's an understanding that needs to happen that the tasks will never be done. There's always something waiting for you to do. For some reason, dishes and laundry just never seem to go away. (laughs) Well, then, then being at peace with that is important to say that's waiting. And now's not the time that I'm doing that. When you become intentional in that way, that also reduces your stress because you're not being pulled. That goes back to that idea of mindfulness that I mentioned in every task that you're doing, when you can be fully present. Now, one of the reasons why we struggle to be fully present is because we are worried we'll forget something that we need to do, or we're thinking that that needs to be done and feeling some obligation toward it. Getting clear on that, and again, that's something that I coach, you know, when you understand, but that's not the time to be doing that other task, and it's okay for that to wait, I'm doing this right now. And I can set a timer, and I can write down something in my notes so I don't forget. These are all techniques that can allow us that freedom to be fully present in what we're doing. We end up doing what we're doing faster and more efficiently. We reduce the stress while we're doing it, and we still get all the things that we need to get done. Exactly. So well said. <laughs> and and dis- decision fatigue is real. I think it's, oh, yeah. I mean, Steve Jobs famously wore yeah. basically the same thing every day, and he said it was so he didn't have to make the decision on what to wear. Exactly. What was it like a black t-shirt and black jeans or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, and again, he did not prioritize that was, and I don't mean that in a bad way at all. It's just, that wasn't a priority for him. He wanted to use his brain space for creating. And that's another, I'm a big fan of David Allen getting things done. And it's that same idea that we need to open up the brain space so that we can create, that we can, you know, shine our light in this world instead of trying to remember what we need to get at the grocery store. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's true. And it's amazing that the, it's it's a game changer. It's like, just give it a try, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, where can people find you and your resources? You have so many great resources, for you guys, check out um, your your website is Positively Productive mm-hmm. and so many great resources. So you, for those of you l- listening, check out Lisa's resources and help with to help you implement some of the stuff we're talking about today. And what else do you have for, where else can people find you? So like you said, PositivelyProductive.com is a great place to start. And, you know, you can find out about my podcast. It's Positively Living Podcast. And that's also on all the major platforms. You can find me there. If you'd like to hang out on Instagram, come hang out with me at Positively underscore Lisa. That's always fun. I I, I put lots of goofy stuff there. Yeah, but I always get a good laugh. It's stress reduction. It's so important. Yay. We we have to have some levity in in life and, and have some fun with this and and not take it all so seriously uh, because we'll get there. We'll get there when we support each other and lift each other up. So I'm so grateful that that uh, we could have this conversation today. And I would love to hear from all of you. I mean, come come find me online. And there's I have all kinds of goodies for you. Uh, you know, oh, and one of them that I absolutely love my focus file. It's in my free resources library. It's a five minute uh, brain brain clean out, basically. We can help you declutter your brain, just oh. like we were talking about. So I would I would highly recommend grabbing that. Perfect. Well, we will absolutely put all of that <laughs> in the show notes. And yeah, check out Lisa's podcast. And well, thank you so much. This was fantastic. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you, Kelly. You know, I, I end all of my, my podcasts. My very last thing is I say, stay well and be present. You mentioned being present. It is literally life-changing you guys and I was so guilty about not being present and it talk about stress reliever and just being more centered and grounded because there's I forget the quote now but it's oh I can't even remember it's something like I were a great many things horrible things has I worried about a great many horrible things but but none of them ever happened it's that monkey mind and stressing about Future tripping is what I, I call it. I think Gabby Bernstein calls it that. Most of the stuff you worry about are not is 
not going to happen anyway. And if you be present, and I really am doubling down on this because my kids are 14 and 18 and I, I sometimes I just get sad and I miss their, their littleness. I'm like, you know what? In five years, you're going to miss this. So Mm -hmm. stop, (laughs) you know, so, um, just that, that present living, living in the moment and, and enjoying, and then, yeah, being more mindful about everything. It's, it really, it really does change everything. All right. Now you've ready for my fun rapid fire questions. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Bring it. <laughs> I get, you know, we can get to know the fun side of everyone. Are you a dog person or a cat person? Yes, but mostly a cat person. Cause that's what I have. Yeah. <laughs> but I love my puppies too. I miss them. <laughs> and morning person or a night person. I like the nightlife baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I like you. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and if you could just leave listeners with one, one thing that you implemented in your life anytime that really changed your overall well-being, like one decision you made, one thing you did that really benefited you in the long run overall. I don't even have to think about it. It's gratitude, a gratitude practice. Game changer. Yes. Oh my gosh. Me too. I mean, that's, I'd always been, you know, praying with great gratitude, Mm -hmm. not even realizing how healthy it was for me sort of all my life. And now, Ooh, it's yeah. Isn't it? It, It's healing. It's transformative. It, it's a, a muscle that we can build to create resilience for the tough times. It's something I love so much. I, I started coaching it. So I have a free gratitude group as well. I forgot to even mention that, but it's just part of my life. It's part of what I love. And hands down, it it's something that you, you won't regret doing. It's incredible. Exactly. And the more you what you're the more gratitude you show, the more of what you want will come to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that is a beautiful note to to end on. Thank you so much, Lisa. This was fantastic. Lots of great information. Thank you, Kelly. It's my pleasure. And thank you all for listening. Be sure to check the link in the show notes to get all the information on the Body Harmony Method and save your spot. Join us again next week. And if you have a quick minute, I would love for you to leave a rating and review. Helps Clean Beauty Scene get out to more listeners. And stay healthy be well, and be present. Thank you so much for listening to the Clean Beauty Scene podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tune in again next week. For more news, tips, and recommendations on clean beauty, eco-friendly living, and wellness, join my free Facebook group, Savvy Girls Organic World, and visit kellybonono.com for more resources. If you have questions or episode topic ideas, tag me on Instagram with hashtag Clean Beauty Scene Podcast. And talk clean to me, baby.